podcast episode number one. If you are tuning in, I'm here with Sophia Berg. Hi. Hi. Um, so today's episode, we will be discussing literally anything ranging from like GSA to music to art to politics. So if you're interested in that, you can go ahead and stick around. Um, we are currently occupying a library. And when we walked in, <laughs> dude, this was so weird. Okay, so we came up like right on time, right? And um, it was like four o'clock, like that's exactly the perfect time. And we, the, the library person escorts us to the door where we're supposed to be staying at. And we look in and there's this girl wearing like a white hijab, which is like nothing wrong with that. But when the library person knocks on the door, she like immediately rushes to take it yeah, off. Yeah, she like whips it off. No, she what whips just it happened? Off. No, I literally have no oh, idea. Oh my god. I feel bad because like what if she was like trying to be like secretive about her religion and we just like intruded <laughs> I hope on not. it. I know, but like uh, that oh, was like really okay. weird. But Light's like completely off. It's pitch no, black it's pitch in the room. Black. She's standing up, <laughs> she's sitting down. Um Oh my gosh. No, yeah, that was and then she she was like really what did she say? she was like really like kind after she left too she was she was I like, just hi and then like, like I'm so sorry yeah I'm, I'm sorry like, guys okay. I'm like no you're fine yeah. I'm just like confused <laughs> but like no that was definitely interesting that, so yeah highlight of my day no for real <laughs> that was I don't know interesting but um so if you're listening to this you're probably clicking off from my website evieoffline.godaddysites.com i'm trying to get the uh the user changed or the website domain changed so um we'll figure that one out later but um this is going to be the introduction to our podcast interviews um this is my very first interview so i'm kind of nervous i don't know oh how my you gosh feel. no i think you're gonna do a great job. You're literally okay. like a natural talker. Thank I just... you. Thank you. I think you are too. That's kind of why I wanted to start off with you because I feel like you just have like a good sense of like when to talk and like how to talk, and you talk fast too. And it's like it's like really intimidating. We'll be like an A push, and um, Sophia, we we took we took turns like reading off of this like piece of paper. And Sophia, I swear to God, you should like actually go into rap or something. <laughs> into rap? Yeah, because that was like the fastest reading I've ever heard. And it, oh my I, gosh! Does no. that come in handy for speech and debate? It does. Yeah, There's I so many events where it's like your entire job just to speak as fast as humanly possible. No, for sure. Yeah. I totally see that. And like, especially if you have like a tricky argument, you have to break it oh, down yeah. into pieces. And, and you don't like, want them to like hear the intricacies. You just go through uh, it really true, fast. True, true, true. <laughs> That's true. Is that kind of like an advantage thing where like um, if you don't if you like don't let your opponent hear you <laughs> like do you kind of have leverage? It it depends by event. Like there's some where it's just like you have eight minutes and they're just like read as much as you can and it all counts and it's like well those are fun okay. but stressful because people read like thirty pages. Mm-hmm. But um, it really depends and like honestly we're in a circuit like a majority of judges are just parents mm-hmm. it's a little difficult to just start like talking as fast as possible and expect them to follow you so no true <laughs> so are the volunteer the people who are listening to you those are like parent volunteers yeah a lot of the times it is and it's yeah. really weird because it's so many of them just aren't qualified they don't know what they're doing and it's honestly like it's not even their fault. There's no yeah, real system that. for training judges, and then they just come that. in. Mm-hmm. I remember with robotics, um, I had a state competition, and there weren't like any like volunteers. They were actually asking for volunteers like two oh days my beforehand. My mom came to drop me off, 
and I think some guy approached her and was like, would you like to volunteer? And oh she my was like, God. yeah. This is like, this is like <laughs> six in the morning. And so um, she was like, yeah. And then they underwent training like really fast. My mom had like no idea about like what's going on. Um, and like for robotics <laughs> yeah, too. For I can't robotics, even imagine. Yeah. Oh it my was, gosh. It was like, hold on, I'm going to adjust this. Okay. It was like, I don't know. It was like. It was interesting. And then she got assigned to judge our team, but then she was like, mm, no. And then she passed <laughs> off of that. Well, I mean, at least she's trying to, like, be impartial. Good for her. That's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Um, that year was interesting. But mm. with speech and debate, tell me more about uh, that. Yeah, I mean, I've been doing it since eighth grade. Okay. Uh, I was forced into it by my mom, as, okay. like, most kids were. And I think the difference between me and most kids is I still hate it, like, okay. to this day. Really? Yeah, we have a love-hate relationship, me and speech and debate. Okay. But yeah, it works out. I mean, I think it was my second tournament ever, and it was the state championship, and then I took first place, and I won a, like, cash reward, and I was like, oh, I guess no I'll keep doing way. this. It could pay off, you know? So I was like, you know what? Like, these state championships, they so pay off. So I've just been doing okay. it ever since. And I mean, honestly, like, I kind of have come to like it. I just don't like waking up early in the morning and staying no, till, like, yeah, midnight. No, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-mm. So how much, like, prep work do you have to do for it? Um, I'm different from most speech and debaters because um, most of the events, you do have to do a lot of work. I know people are working, like, for hours and hours writing cases, writing speeches. Yeah. Um, but... I specifically chose events when I started debate that were ad lib. Really? Yes. Like every single event that I do has minimal, minimal, minimal prep. So okay. I really don't prep at all. So if it's not based off of prep, what is it like based off of? Um, two of the events I do, which is extemporaneous speech and impromptu speech. Um, like for one of them, I get the topic like half an hour beforehand. I just okay. write out oh, a speech, yeah, memorize yeah, yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And the other one is like, I have a minute to like write a speech and honestly it's like it's easier than it sounds because if you can just talk naturally then you just talk yeah that's true but yeah for my other one they just give us topics like a week in advance and you just write something out real quick Mm -hmm. that impromptu one the minute long preparation do you Mm -hmm. what do you what's your strategy behind that do you like write a list of topics and fill in the gaps yeah i mean i it's really embarrassing but for like years i would have this default where i would just be like okay i'm gonna like i'm gonna make a new topic it's gonna be so interesting, and then like for every single tournament, I talk about feminism and the exact same points on oh, feminism really? forever. Yeah. Was that the one that was talking about like? Yeah. He, oh yeah, he like he invented. <laughs> there's this one friend of ours, and he's like kind of a dick. I'm not gonna lie, but um, <laughs> literally, he he like he would talk to me about this one girl in his speech and debate class who relates everything back to feminism. Was that you? It might have been. I know there's another girl that's who does okay. it too. Oh yeah, that's probably her yeah. then because I know you kind of go way I've more tried. in depth with like yeah especially this topics. year I've been like getting away from it a bit I don't want to be like too cliche but yeah no yeah it's okay day. it's okay I yeah. feel like as long as you don't mention like the 75 cents to a dollar oh god no I would never <laughs> I would never <laughs> oh my god I don't think I could ever like go that far okay okay <laughs> like, yeah I, re- I remember whoa <laughs> whoops I'm cutting that out this guy was talking about it and um uh, mm-hmm. He said that that was like a cliche and like I know exactly who okay. they're talking about. Okay, uh-huh. we're not gonna mention that, and I'm gonna bleep out that name because I cannot. <laughs> I'm so bad at that. Literally the other day, I had some drama go down with me and my friends, and I was on Facetime with um, one of the friends who was in the drama, and then one of the friends who was out of the drama, and I tried to lead. I I oh leaked the name. I just leaked oh it. I tried so hard, <laughs> but um, luckily I have editing privileges. So oh, yeah, there you go. It all works out. Exactly. So. The impromptu speech, 
what if what if we did one like right now like you want me to do one right yeah, now yeah like right now it's like seven minutes long okay never mind <laughs> it's okay like, maybe next time yeah yeah we'll just That's have really one cool. devoted to it so if you if if i gave you a speech though could you walk us through like the process of like what you think and how you prepare a speech oh yeah like for a topic really? yeah. yeah sure okay what's a good topic <laughs> i mean i don't know they range from anything from like quotes from songs to like they have us like pick objects out of a cardboard box really so. mm-hmm. okay that's <laughs> i'm gonna do that i'm gonna open my pencil case you're okay. gonna like pick a random thing in there and then get right. like and then like walk us through the process of how you do a speech okay oh it's a pen it's a pink pen. in the pencil case god like i never would have seen that coming yeah i know yeah okay so i mean you'd see a pink pen and like be being me, my first thought is to go somewhere, um, some social aspect, some political aspect. Feminism. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a pink pen. I, <laughs> I mean, trying to avoid feminism. Um, I don't know. A lot of times, if I see something colored, because whenever I get a topic, like when I pull out, I know one time I pulled out like a crane, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cute. I'm going to talk about gay rights. So like, it really? Just, <laughs> yes. So it kind of just goes like that. I think if I got, like, a pink pen, I'd probably try to talk about, really, really try not to say feminism, but, like... Maybe, like, oh, I'm sorry, you, you keep going, keep going. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, but, like, I don't know, I'd probably go for gay rights again, and if anything else, I'd go maybe for, like, racial movements and stuff, because there's a lot of stuff on that, um, though I do know that it's kind of looked down upon to just stick to, like, one topic like that that's so mm-hmm. cliche, mm-hmm. so, yeah, I mean, just... I'll bridge off of, like, LGBTQ stuff. Okay. How do you connect a pen to that? Okay. Well, if you have a colored pen... Okay. I would go into, like, the main bridge of my speech, and I'd go... And when we look at today's topic, this pink pen, we can truly understand the ramifications between not only the history of the LGBTQIA movement and accepting people of all colors and all identities. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yep, gotta connect color in, you know? Nice. That's yeah. clever. That's actually really impressive. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even like consider that like a, a like a not like a prominent but like a skill that even exists. <laughs> like I know, it's just it's weird. Impromptu is weird. And it's like, it works different That's for everyone. That's actually so cool. There, yeah. um, for listeners, at our school, there was a, there was a, um, what, what, it was an assembly for speech <laughs> and debate. I couldn't think of the word. But there was an assembly for speech and debate, and they did some performances. So what was, do you, can you elaborate on the one that was like the storytelling one? Or like the one where you um, have, are given like a book, and then you have to make like a, a five minute like, Oh, the radio one? Yes. Okay, yeah. Um, radio broadcasting, it's a rare event. You only see it at, like, maybe one or two tournaments every year. Okay. But it's really fun. I know I did it my freshman year. I placed every time, and it was just, it's such a fun event. They give really? you a pamphlet, mm-hmm, and it, like, at the top it has, like, requirements, where it's, like, three weather reports, two traffic reports, three articles presented, okay. and it's just cute stuff like that, and you get to make up your own, like, advertisements right. and stuff. And they'll give you, like, five articles. And they'll be like, take whatever you want out of this. And they always have a theme. And it's just, it's so cute. Oh, that's actually, that sounds Mm -hmm. so much fun. I feel like that's, and it's something that's, like, you wouldn't expect for speech and debate because of how theatrical it is. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, speech and debate is so weird. It's either, like, crazy debaters or it's just, like, people just crying and screaming and acting. And it's, like, both of it's really cool, but it's great to see, like, kind of an in-between. No, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's so. really dope. And then I know one of your other hobbies or one of your other interests is you are the tr- 
Vice president. <laughs> what are you in GSA? Oh, GSA. Secretary for now. We'll Secretary. see. I need to make that president move next year. No, but... absolutely. <laughs> I'm in creative writing and I'm treasuring. I'm definitely going for like president next year. Oh, you can do it. Yeah. Like, hands down. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like with like like tinier clubs and stuff like that, mm-hmm. like once like you wouldn't really expect, that's like a perfect opportunity to kind of like like kind of like step up and like take a leadership mm-hmm. position. That yeah. looks really good for colleges. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, um, how's GSA? What do you guys do? Well, I mean, it's a great club. I heard about it last year when I came, like, partway through the year, Mm -hmm. when they did the Day of Silence thing. And I thought it was just, like, a really smart idea. I mean, I came from where, like, that was kind of non-existent in the school. Yeah. Like, they had a club for it, but it was, like, I don't even... It wasn't a big thing. Or at least it wasn't as recognized as it is. And it's just, it's a great society i mean like the culture is so nice mm-hmm. everyone's so inclusive they do like presentations every week like different people switch off talking about like different identities different genders and like inclusion and culture and religion it's just really interesting really? you learn a lot yeah. so the difference between like your old school now like has that been really significant it kind of has and it's just honestly it's just different perspectives because i loved it and i know like saying that makes me sound like absolutely crazy but right. i did like this school mm-hmm. um it had a lot of good things the band at was just amazing they had different bands they had more than one band yeah. and i was like wow like, step up no for real <laughs> but... we definitely have like yeah <laughs> no it's not good i can't even defend no. it Ugh, our poor band i'm sticking with it but i'm just like Oh, I know, mm-hmm. I know. And then you made regionals, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I just, I was so disappointed this year because I did regionals, but then I couldn't make it to the actual event because it landed on the exact same day as a no. Model UN conference. I know. And I was like looking forward to it. I'm like, I'm going to go to regionals. And then it was just like, oh my God, they need to tell us the dates in advance. Okay. Yeah. So I ended up going to the conference instead for Model United Nations. I mean... And honestly, I would have skipped it, but it's like the first year, it's our first tournament, I'm like... Okay, I yeah, can't. so that was kind of like a given that you had to mm-hmm. go. Okay, um, well then, was that mean that you couldn't like go to state? Like, was that... <sighs> that made me mad too. I know no I was gonna... way! Okay, yeah. I can't even believe that's a policy. I, well no, like, I didn't even know I was gonna check, I was gonna like find out, and then I found out that the state auditions were the exact same day as my SAT. Stop. I'm not even kidding you. So I was like, oh my god. I had to take my SAT, but that time I finished, the auditions were over because it was like past oh, noon. Oh no. I know. And I was like, they need to, they just really need to plan them better. That sucks. Like, honestly. Dude, yeah. And like, I know that you, like, obviously because of the pandemic, like, a, like, we haven't been able to like audition mm-hmm. for like a lot of regionals. I know. And last year it was all online and it was just messed up. I Wait, got the like the concert yeah. was online? Mm-hmm. <gasps> well, how did they even do that? Oh god, it was bad. <laughs> okay, I shouldn't say that. But oh, like yeah. yeah, I mean last year I got first chair for regionals, so that okay. was fun. That's really nice. But the concert was everyone sending in a recording of one song and then, then like compiling it into like a million little itty bitty pictures of everyone's on a zoom call like playing it at once the audio was all off it took like there was like an hour delay and it happened at the exact same time i was doing my national qualifying tournament for debate yeah they did it live on zoom call and i was in a zoom call simultaneously giving my speech for the national qualifying tournament (laughs) for debate and then i was just trying to listen to my 
myself in an AirPod, like, play the bass clarinet. It was so bad. That is really awkward. Yeah, I remember I did some flute stuff over quarantine, too. Like, um, there was this part, we did, like, a Halloween special, a Christmas special, and then, like, I don't even remember, like, a spring special thing. Mm -hmm. And all of us had a click track that we would listen to, and then we'd record it and send it in, and then they would, like, spend, like, weeks, like, editing it and compiling it. See, that's smart, right? Like, they're they're using their time. Yeah. (laughs) I wish they had done that for regionals so much. That is really embarrassing for them. I know. So I feel like a lot of people try to make, like, the pandemic work, and it just was not, like... It really wasn't. Like, even online school was just so disorganized and so mm-hmm. bad, because, um, you know, like, like um, the chemistry teacher that we had Oh, yeah. Year? Yes. Okay. So, you know how awful this mic quality was? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that I was exactly awful. I know what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> that was really bad to sit through, like... I could not listen. I couldn't, no, like, understand anything. Exactly. And I did fact, not know what was happening. No, I didn't either. And then he would be like, he would be like, here, download this on your desktop. And, like, I'm sitting here <laughs> with, like, my iPad. And I'm like, you, oh, you can download God. stuff on an iPad. And, like, I mm-hmm. you, I was so lost. And I was like, okay, is there an app for this? Okay, maybe <laughs> I'll just open Safari and then do my best with that. But, like, everything was just, like, super bad. And by the time I figured things out, like, we were midway into the lesson. And then I got behind in school. And it uh, was just, it really was, like, not working. That just online school was just not good. I just, I can't say I liked it at all. And there were some people yeah. that did. And it's just, yeah. I don't know. It was just a weird, like, environment. I know people's parents would, like, jump in on calls oh all God. the time. In my uh, my math class, and it was, like, I guess it was justified, but it was still weird that, like, at the beginning of our lesson, a parent jumps onto the call and, like, it's like, guys, alert, warning. And we're like, what? And they're like, okay, people just invaded Washington, D.C. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone, like freaked out and like it was understandable but I was like oh my god wait someone's parent like someone's parent jumped on and was like the like republicans are invading DC everyone turn on your TVs leave the class oh my god and half the class just left like really literally left the call and to the point where my teacher was like okay if you want to leave you can just leave and I was like oh my god that's bad was it at least like a good class or was it it was a good class and he was a good teacher and I was like oh my god it was just it was so weird. It's actually like, kind of funny. It was really funny. And I'll forever remember that that's how I found out it was happening. Really? But like, yeah, it was just weird. This is so embarrassing. The way that I found <laughs> out it was happening was I was watching... I used to be into, like, streamers a lot. So, um, oh my god, I cannot believe that I'm admitting this. But, like, I used to be, like, really into Minecraft, right? Okay. And, and, no, it's fine. Oh god. Anyway, but, like, there was, like... Oh my god, I was watching a lore stream... <laughs> And, um, they were, like, they were, like, bombing this, um, city that they had made on Minecraft, and then I, and then I logged off, and I opened TikTok, and then everyone was talking about, oh my gosh, the city, like, was totally destroyed, like, people were just going nuts, and I'm like, what are they talking, I mean, they're talking about the stream, right, and I opened the comments, and it's, like, Washington, D.C., I was, like, oh my god, I know, it's just, it was so hard to believe, I know, I was, like, smashing buildings and I'm like oh I know. my god Mr. Ramhead himself that iconic bastard from Arizona our hometown oh I know <laughs> we love him we all know him yes he's just our favorite he, we, yeah I'm actually his neighbor or whatever <laughs> no that that was that was shocking dude I know I just 
I like still cannot even believe that that happened. I know uh, there was a lot of like unbelievable event events in that quarantine. Oh yeah, just in general. True. <laughs> yeah, news was definitely weird. Oh my god. But um, <laughs> let's branch off to another topic. So. Um, I know you're really into politics, right? So what is, like, a really strong stance that you, like, are passionate about? Well, um, I know when I first, like, really got into politics, I was just, like, the most liberal person. Oh, yeah. Like, you could ever think. And I think that's how, like, everyone really starts out. Oh, Like, especially as kids. Yeah, but, I mean, in the years since, I've kind of gotten moderate on most issues, except, like... For my favorite issue, and I'm not going to say feminism, like, believe it or not, Evie, but, (laughs) um, I don't know, I've just always felt really strongly about, like, climate change. Oh, yeah, And it's just, like, I know, and it's, like, the most cliche thing ever, and I always talk about it, and it's just, I don't know, I feel like it's something that's always in the back of everyone's minds, but, like, no one ever really does anything about it. Everyone talks the talk, but doesn't walk the walk. Exactly, that is exactly what happens, and I just... I don't know. I've always just had really strong feelings about climate change. Like, I had this plan when I was a kid. I was going to run for office. I was going to be president. And I'm like, the first thing I'm going to do is fix climate change. Like, that's all I can ever think of. I don't know. So, I don't know. I've just always had a liberal policy on climate change. That (laughs) and, like, guilt just, like, always, like, sticks in the back of my mind. Oh, I know. Exactly. It's just... Ugh, it's terrible. Every time I go to the grocery store and I grab, like, one of those bags and I just feel like a terrible oh, person, I'm I like, know. oh, my God. I will be midway shopping and then I'll be like, oh, my God, I forgot my, like, reusable literally. bags. And then I will, I literally ran, like, to my car and I oh grabbed it, like, leaving the cart in there and then I came back. It was I mean, so yeah. awkward. I know, you should see me most of the time because I don't even, like, I don't think to bring one of those bags. So, like, True. whenever I go, I try to, like, get as few things as possible and I'm, like, carrying, like, five milk cartons <laughs> yeah. by hand at a Costco. <laughs> Like, true. <laughs> I will like take like the cardboard boxes that they have and like oh my gosh. pack it in. Yes, I know. When I was a kid, we just like collect them. Like, remember oh, they would yeah. just run down the Costco aisles. We just grab all the boxes from their back warehouse, like to build forts or something. Oh yeah, I used to think cardboard was like gold. Oh no, it is. It definitely was. <laughs> like, I you can't imagine. It's like paper but thick. Can you imagine, exactly. like, all the things you can do with it? Literally anything. No, for oh. real. Cardboard. And Costco was just, like, El Dorado, I, I swear. Just loved Costco. Costco's such a great place. Costco, yeah, I was raised at Costco. <laughs> I loved, like, they would always give me an extra sample because, like, I was, like, kind to them. I, I would, like, mm-hmm. that's probably, like, my motivation, like, my only motivation for being polite to adults now is, like, <laughs> hoping to get, like, a... a sample oh and like when you're walking out and they're like signing the receipts and if you're like a and little bit like, yeah, 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 yeah. that was like why i went i was like collecting those no receipts. for real yeah that was like so nice that was so cool and i remember feeling like super special i, I know like, yes. people are just so sweet no yeah but i actually made my brother barf at costco one time um why? i made him like laugh so hard and we were eating like hot dogs and he like threw it up on the Oh my god. And he won't let me, like, forget it to, like, to this day. Well, maybe he's a little justified in Yeah, that. maybe a little bit. He did throw up in a Costco. Uh, <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> oh my god. Your but, poor brother. But yeah, so climate uh, change. <laughs> climate change. <laughs> um, yeah, that's definitely something that I feel, like, really strongly about. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was, like, getting into politics for the first time, like, my only, like, source of media was, like, Pinterest propaganda. Oh, yeah. And, like... That's where it's at. That's literally <laughs> what happened to me. And, like, um, and then I actually started researching later on, but, like, this little, like, you know, maybe... I, it was probably, like, only, like, three years ago. I'm, like, acting like this is a while ago, <laughs> but um, I would, like, 
read like a bunch of like feminist quotes and I'd get all hyped up and then I'd argue with my dad about like pro-life or pro-choice and then I'd lose and then I'd (laughs) cry. (laughs) No, that's like completely okay. Like I literally, I have been state champion for years in debate, but I can never beat my mom ever in an argument. No, I think it's just a parent thing. Yeah. Like it's impossible. No, yeah, for real. (laughs) I think Pinterest is just, I don't know, that's where I started. But I know I really got into it and I know lots of people at our school um, like had this exact same experience because we went to the same elementary school mm-hmm. and we always talk about how like our fifth grade teacher brought in a ballot for like I think it was the 2016 election no way yes and showed us how to fill it out to vote and told us all to mark right next to the Republican candidate's Stop. name and we all went home and told our parents oh. <laughs> oh my god and it was just the biggest thing like that teacher would always do stuff like that one day she was teaching us about the differences between Democrats and Republicans. She's like, okay guys, Republicans are like small government. That means they want everyone to have individual liberties and Bruh. freedoms and control their own lives. And Democrats want the government to control everyone. Bruh. And implant like microchips. And I was like, oh my oh, God. Oh my bad. I didn't mean regulation meant oh, probing my yeah. brain. <laughs> I know. And then ever since I was like, I need to know what actually is happening. No, so. yeah, for real. Mm-hmm. I remember my brother came home from school one day and he was like, they had us vote. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he was like, <laughs> No, like, we, they voted, like, for the 2016 election, which is, like, I don't know if that was for, like, a teacher experiment, because I don't know what third grader is running around with a mind of their own without, like, influence from their parents, but I I know. Ugh. And it's, like, really where we get our political views as a kid. So, mm-hmm. honestly, when they did, like, those elections, because they did those at elementary school, it was just, it weirded me out. It's, mm-hmm. like, you know they're doing that just to know your parents' political views. Yeah. Or to know, like, the general scheme of the school. And yeah, it's just weird. True. That was, like, weird intentions and stuff, but yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. What house? What house? I don't know. Over, we have, like, five minutes, four minutes left in this podcast. Okay. I remember this one this po- one podcast that I listened to, and it's called um, Emergency Intercom, and it's by Drew and Enya, mm-hmm. and um, after the end of every episode, they do, like, a media of the week, and I think that's a really cool concept, so I'm going to steal it. Um, <laughs> let's go into our media for the week. So the media for the week can include, like, anything from, like, TV shows to movies to mm-hmm. songs to playlists, like, any art form, and I think... I was pondering this, and I was like, that would really tie into the theme of my website if, like, um, if we, like, shout out, like, different art forms that we take inspiration yeah, from. So, definitely. Um, I will start. <laughs> Let's see. I'm going to pull up my Spotify. Um, my liked songs recently. I've been blasting Eventually by Tame Impala, like, everywhere I go. And, like, it's such, like, a cliche song, but it's actually so good. Like, it's basic for a reason. Um, Affection by Between Friends is really good. Um, oh, and this one, I think they're a local artist because I remember I was in, um, I was in, I was in Starbucks and they started, um, playing the song and I was like, oh, this is a really good song. So I shazammed it and it has like a thousand four hundred like plays. Yeah. So it was like, but it's Indigo by Cape Spring. It's like a good song. And then my last one is going to be Me and Your Mama by Childish Gambino. So... (laughs) Those are my four songs. What mm-hmm. about you? What are oh, some good me? songs? Yeah. Uh, you're going to make me feel like 80 years old. Uh, I listen to, like, classical music. Oh, no, yeah. That's <laughs> totally fine. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. I guess recently, a big artist for me is Itzhak Perlman. Okay. <laughs> I feel so, like, such a nerd. But, like, Itzhak Perlman, if you're listening, I love you. <laughs> 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 He's, like, the 
best violinist in the world. I cannot. Oh, really? Literal icon. But, like, I don't know. I just have been listening to all his... He did a Passacaglia with Pinchas Zuckerman, and I just... I love it. I've been listening to it, like, nonstop. Okay. So I absolutely appreciate that guy. But, I mean... I don't know, modern music, I just have never gotten into. Really? Just, yeah, if in general I'm listening to, it's just, I'm like the most cliche kid whose parents were born in the 80s, like literally ever. Okay. So, I don't know, just 80s stuff, like the classics, David yeah. Bowie, Queen, and ooh, shout out to like musicals, Phantom of the Opera. Oh, true! <laughs> true. Literally, like all I listen to for musicals, um, Phantom of the Opera, if you're listening. <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> Please let us know. Literally. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Music's great. I wish I got more into modern music. But like for now, just Itzhak Perlman no, holds yeah, my heart. Do what you, you know? want. Do what you want. Yeah. Like literally, if, if no modern music is like speaking out to you, then just wait. Just wait. Just wait. It'll happen. It may, or it might yeah. not. And that's okay too. Yeah. It's totally okay. But yeah, <laughs> that's really cool. I know like always, the, it's always the people who listen to like classical music that are like really smart because and you know I'm saying this I think this is a psychological thing because when if you're in band or if you're in orchestra you'll know that when you get like a piece of music um and it's like a pop song Mm -hmm. it is the most boring shit ever it's like whole (laughs) notes and half notes and like maybe two measures of quarter notes Mm -hmm. and like it's awful but then you get a piece of classical music and it's absolutely gorgeous mm-hmm. so exactly and it like yeah. it doesn't even matter like what band you're in i mean like our band right now like what like less than 20 people mm-hmm. but we're just trying to play i don't even know what it is holst whole sweet and f and i'm just like honestly does it sound good no but is this like literally so fun yes yeah it's just, that's what it is absolutely, you know yeah. it doesn't matter how it sounds it just matters like yeah. That you're playing it. That's why pep band is ass. Don't ever join pep <laughs> band. You can't go to football games and you Literally play like, uh, shut up and dance with me like over oh, and over gosh. again. I know. That's why I feel bad for the marching band. Ugh. Poor kids. Absolutely not. Absolutely Still not. with their Bruno Mars music. Mm. Anyways. Yeah. All right. Then after the media of the week, we have officially reached 30 minutes and that is my goal. So nice. thank you for joining me today, <laughs> Sophia. Thank you for having of me. Of course. Anytime. We'll probably do a part two with Sophia as long as she's okay with it. Yeah, for um, sure. Awesome. Yeah. And then um, thank you for tuning in. Bye.